This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today we're going to be talking about PR and how you can make sure that you position yourself really strongly using public relations. And before we dive into this, I want to let you know about my next round of the Launch Your Podcast Challenge, which has helped now over 100 people launch their podcasts and become chart-topping shows. If you would like to sign up for this, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash launch dash your dash podcast dash challenge, or just click on the show notes wherever you're listening to this and the link will be there for you. We're getting started on the 19th of October and I'll be sharing with you everything you need to know to get your show off the ground successfully. So I promised you today on the show that we're going to be talking a little bit about PR, but that's not quite what we're doing. That's not quite the right wording for it. What we're going to be talking about today is how to get quality media features, which is a little bit different to generating just anything in the press. And I'm joined today by a lady who I met on a mastermind not so long ago on a group program. And I love her energy and I love her passion and commitment to getting out there and getting seen and getting visible. So I would love to welcome Hadi Falivi to the show. Hello. Hello, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. I am honoured to have you here. And what we're talking about today, when we were talking about the titles for this show, you were very clear. This, you want to talk about how to get quality media features. What does that mean to you? What, is the, what does the difference mean <laughs> in that word? Because it's important, I think. It is so important. I feel a rant coming on. Um, Let's go for it. (laughs) Quality is key. I think anybody can secure media features or features. If it's a blog that is read by one person, that is not a quality feature. If, In my opinion, if it's a blog that's read by 500 people, I wouldn't necessarily call that quality. For me, quality is about having the right numbers, but also a target audience as well. I thought that's important, that target audience, because there's no point generating loads of press if the right people aren't going to be seeing seeing it. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of um, big companies, they tend to target trade press. And trade press is really good because many years ago, gosh, going back like 20 years ago, I feel so old saying that. <laughs> um, you I don't look big... it, my darling. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I worked for a big PR firm in London and they had a like a brewery on their books and they were very focused on trade press. And that was their thing. Yes, they've done a few nationals, but they were more concerned with getting trade coverage. And that was, you know, people, you know, pubs that would be reading those certain publications so they could then go on and place orders. To me, that's a quality feature because it's got the right numbers, but it's also people that are going to buy from you thereafter. So how do you then, as an entrepreneur, and many people who listen to this are speakers, coaches, experts in those early stages potentially of getting their book out there their podcast out there how do you work out what a quality feature would be for you in my opinion I think every business owner entrepreneur should be reading anyway Um, I think that it's really important to keep up to date the trends in your industry Mm. so but how do you determine what's quality there's three things I normally look out for the numbers that they say on their about us page 
over on their advertisers page. Most publications will have a section for their advertisers um, and that will contain their readership figures and whatnot. So have a look at the readership figures, go onto their social media pages and see whether the readership figures matches up with their social media followers. From the social media followers, look at the amount of engagement. Because if you say your publication is being read by, let's just say, 20,000, and then your social media followers are 2,000, or say 5,000, but you're getting, say, five likes on each post, there's such a disparity in the figures, I would really question those figures. Mm, yeah, because if someone's putting content out and they're saying we got loads and loads of a massive written listenership and then it's crickets, then that's not actually going to do you any favours. It's not. And I think that, you know, a lot is really driven by socials. So I think having that engagement is key. So let's go back a little bit, Hadi. Why is it important to get media features? Why should someone really start thinking about strategizing this? There's so many different reasons. I mean, I get quite a few companies coming to me saying, Hadi, we're about to, you know, we're thinking about selling our business, but what we really want to do is we want to get some media features so that it it really helps to raise the profile for your business hugely, massively. And what quite a few companies will do just as they're about to sell or they're planning on selling, they'll increase the amount of media features so that it seems attractive to potential buyers. It increases that sense of worth. Absolutely. It really does increase your your perceived value. That's part of it that I really love, you know, taking somebody from having, say, no media coverage to putting them in the nationals or something like that. It really does. And when we look at the response to the features as well, and we track that, definitely good for, you know, raising your profile and perceived value too. So what is it you focus on specifically, Hadi? What is it that makes you tick in your business? There's a few things, actually. So I love working with small businesses small to medium-sized enterprises and that have had little coverage and putting them on huge platforms such as Forbes and Business Insider and the Nationals because for them, it's just so valuable and it gives them such a big boost in terms of their business. It's like, wow, I can really do this. Because it increases their perceived value, it increases their own value as well internally. So they start to view their business differently. They start to act differently as well. And that has a huge impact on their bottom line. It absolutely does. And it increases not only their credibility, but also their ability to charge more. It's one of the reasons I deliberately target getting in the press, because I know that the more I do it, the more I can charge. Maybe not immediately, not the moment that article goes out, and certainly not just after one article. But if you have a trickle of, of, uh, or maybe you want a flood, maybe depending on what you're launching at the time, the more and more you have, the more it it elevates your status. It's about prestige. Absolutely. And it's about prestige for the right reasons, because I'm huge on being seen for the right reasons and having the expertise to back it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not huge on being famous just for the sake of it. But I think that if you're an expert in your field and you've got something credible, you absolutely should be going out there and getting features. And like you said, you can definitely increase your rates. What do you think are the biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to get in the press? One of the biggest mistakes I personally see are people using press releases People tend to think that in order to get into the media, you need to write a five-page press release, send it to a ton of journalists, and then wait for something to happen. And it never happens like that. I mean, this year I've secured probably way over 30 media features, and I've written, say, two press releases. 
Most do you think the, that's because that's an old way of doing it? Have times changed? Times have definitely changed. I mean, you know, press releases still have their plays, but a lot of the time it's about doing concise pitches because journalists are busy. If they see five pages, you know, they <laughs> tend to freak out. But also people tend to send them as attachments. Now firewalls will just immediately just shut down your attachment. Mm. So it won't even get to the journalist, to be honest. Mm. And that's important because if you if you end up in spam, then that's not going to do you any good at all. Not at all. So what would your advice be then to someone who is considering putting, dipping their toe into getting more features? Where do they start? So first thing that I would suggest is to look at their media angles or look at potential media angles. And that's, I mean, I think as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we should always be thinking content. Marketing really is about content. It's about putting content together. Pitching to the media is no different. So I would suggest thinking of, say, five potential titles and then just drafting a very short pitch, say two paragraphs, introducing the idea with a very couple of lines about who you are and that's it. Mm, Short and to the point. (laughs) Don't write a novel. Absolutely. Um, And what do you think then for people who potentially aren't media ready, who haven't done their homework behind the scenes? Yeah. If they make pitches and they're not quite at that stage where they've got, where they've not got, you know, maybe the bio together or they've not got the branding shoots together. Do you think they are, shooting themselves in their foot if they approach before they're actually ready? I think that potentially, I mean, in my opinion, a lot of people that say they aren't ready really are. Mm -hmm. It will literally take a couple of hours to be ready. And that's just looking to ensure that your website is on point. To do a bio, whenever I think of a bio, I don't always think of, again, five paragraphs. Keep your bio short and sweet. Mm -hmm. You know, your biggest achievements what you're doing now, link the two together and you're good to go. And what brought you then? What brought you to this world? You said you've been working in in PR in some capacity for 20 years. It's always been a passion of mine. I mean, as a 13-year-old, I would actually write poetry. So I wrote a lot of poetry at the age of 13, just teenage angst and all that sort of stuff. But I discovered a love for writing. So when I was at university, I'd done a degree in media arts and I literally just fell into journalism. I've sent a letter or an email to an editor and just asked for work experience. And they offered me a job as a freelance journalist. So I actually started on the other side and then came to the dark side of PR. <laughs> as I call it. But what I, makes it dark? Why is that the dark side? <laughs> no, I'm joking. It sounds like you've got some stories. <laughs> oh, I've got so many stories from over the years. But um, it was literally just a transition from being a freelance journalist and just almost a natural career progression. I mean, I started as a freelance journalist in t- 19... 19- 97 I think that was when the first piece was published mm. so yeah just so that's that way back when 97 so actually yeah, no. as we're laughing then Hadi <laughs> you just just remind me in the Greek program we were in Hadi was set the task to grill us as though we were going on uh on you know tv or radio or something like that and <laughs> I'm all when someone says would anyone like to volunteer I can't help myself I just can't it's just me the way I am always feet first Hadi was really tough and actually I think I mentioned to you at the time that a few years ago when I started my online business I went on a a radio interview where the interviewer took a real position against what my business stood for 
yeah. uh, because it was for mums. It was about inspiring mums and helping mums to get out and do that. And he was not in a good, happy place. And it became a very challenging interview. Now, I held my own at the time, but it really was uncomfortable. And he ended up apologizing to me off air afterwards, uh, a few days later, kind of saying, oh, you know, actually some personal stuff came to the fore. But how could people make sure that, say, for example, maybe it wasn't a, a written piece, maybe it was going on a, an interview or get on TV or radio. How can people prepare themselves for that? This is a really good question. I mean, I love media interview training because, and that journalist that you mentioned, I was him, say, 20 years ago, because, you know, journalists are not there to be your friend. They're there to get a really good story. And I've done some harsh interviews in the past, not proud of it, done it part of my experience. But how can you prepare yourself? I would say write down sound bites and really just practice your sound bites so that you're prepared and you know what you're going to say in advance. If they start to veer off track, it's okay to say, if it's like a really personal question, it's okay to say, I would rather not talk about that. You know, to a certain extent, they'll be guiding you, but you need to try and guide them back to your agenda. So yeah, the because, media will... because they have an agenda too. They want the dirt, they want the story, they want the hooks, and it's not necessarily what you want to be promoting as part of your business. So it's, it's holding your ground almost, isn't it? To say, actually... It is. And it, back. It's about not being overly promotional because we have to yeah. remember that media are run on advertising revenue. You're not there necessarily to advertise, but you're there to show your experience. Mm. Once you demonstrate and show your experience, people will naturally buy because they'll see that you know your stuff. It's okay to play to their agenda a bit. I would just say when it starts to get really uncomfortable or it's questions that you don't particularly want to answer, just say, I'd rather not answer and leave it there. No one's going to really push you too much if you'd say you'd rather not answer, particularly if it's a TV interview or radio, because it will make them seem bad, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, that's good advice. So for someone who's really starting out then, really starting out and they're thinking, I've done a little bit of this. How do I deepen down? How do I get more quality media leads? What would you say to that? I would say to them, make a list of your top five publications that you'd like to be featured in that you think will you know, help to raise your profile. In fact, probably seven publications that will help to raise your profile and do the job. I would say study those, have a look at the writers, see what they're writing about and jot down just a few potential feature titles for them. And as, as Hadi says, press makes such a difference. Having those, those titles that you can mention you've been in, that they're on your website, that they're on your images, that they're on your social media. It's really powerful. And you'd be surprised at people who remember, oh, you were in that article. Oh, I remember Absolutely. I saw that. They might not have even commented at the time, but it sticks in people's head, those badges of credibility. It really does. And to be honest, I mean, that's why we have so many repeat clients. Mm -hmm. You know, our longest serving client is eight years. So she came to us in 2012 and then she literally keeps on coming back. Why? Because it works and she keeps on taking her profile to another level. Mm -hmm. You know, you can start somewhere. The key is to build on it. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I work in PR. It really does work. And, you know, it's some PR firms are not cheap. But people still pay, you know, keep paying that because it works. Uh, absolutely does. So, Hadi, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Best way would be from my website, which is claritymedia.com. 
you can also find me on Twitter, Hadi Falibi. You can find me on Instagram. <laughs> Again, Hadi Falibi. Everywhere. <laughs> I am everywhere. literally omnipresent. So. <laughs> right. Well, we will make sure that all of those are in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us today, Hadi. I hope you listeners have enjoyed hearing a little bit more about how you can get yourself some quality media and not just any old rubbish. Because if you're going to go after those badges of credibility and authority, you want to make sure that they actually count. That's it for today. And if you haven't already, do go and sign up for our Launch Your Podcast Challenge. The link is in the show notes. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.